again and welcome back to another expand podcast with yours truly elizabeth april today i'm going to be getting into the quantum realm a little bit i love talking about quantum physics i love having weird glitches in the matrix and timeline jumps or stretches or even standstills so i'm excited I am excited to talk about quantum looping. Now, I do have a theory out there. It's a pretty mind-blowing theory called quantum convergence. This one I call quantum looping. I don't really know what is out there in reference to this theory. This is just something that I have experienced. And of course, I'm going to pull in a couple of other people that have sparked some ideas as well. So it's going to be kind of more of a conversation about what is possible. And hopefully by the end of this conversation, you're going to start having glitches in the matrix. You're going to start experiencing quantum looping because you don't have to be a mad quantum physicist or a crazy psychic to be able to do these things. We all have the capacity within us to experience everything that I talk about in a quantum way, because we are all quantum beings. We are energetic, vibrational beings of light, and anything is possible. So first of all, I'll kind of try and describe or define what quantum looping is. So I've done this actually before in this lifetime, in this incarnation, a multitude of times, but it wasn't until I encountered this client of mine, and this was quite recent, like maybe in the past four months or so, and she is so powerful, but she's also very timid and very shy, and she's definitely not out there in the public, but she has these really cool quantum abilities. Like she has the ability to open up portals and vortexes, she's actually taken photos of the phenomenon, it's pretty cool. And so when I channeled her energy, I saw that she had a block energetically in her crown chakra and her third eye. And the block was related to a past lifetime where she had a husband and I think three children, or was it two children? Might have been two. I think it was two sons. And at a certain point in time when her sons were teenagers... She got so fed up with her husband, so fed up with her life there, that she left. And this is kind of like Dark Ages, medieval era, maybe 1400s. So she ended up leaving the home, and she was gone for about a month. It was pretty awful, the month that she was gone. And so eventually she ended up coming back home, and she lived out, you know, the next 10 years or so. I think it was like, yeah, 10, 15 years at her home with her husband and her kids and she saw them grow up and she saw them get married and have partners and move out and that was really nice and then here she was just her and her husband kind of resolved their issues a little bit you know wasn't the greatest but wasn't the worst and there they were so then one day she wakes up and her husband is gone her home is gone She wakes up and she is in this, you know, small cabin-like home on the top of this hill, kind of looking like Sound of Music, (laughs) you know, and it's all like green and lush around her, but she's no longer in a village. She's no longer in a city. 
She's all alone. Her kids are nowhere to be seen. Her husband is nowhere to be seen. She's got a couple of animals, some chickens, and that's about it. And she freaks out. And, you know, she's looking around and it looks like she's lived there for a while. She's really established herself there. And so she ends up taking all her belongings and going back to find her village, right? Where, where she just was the day prior, which is so wild. Anyway, so that's this lady. She's pretty cool. So she goes back to her village and she discovers that her sons are married and they've got their partners and her husband's, you know, at the home. I think the husband was alone and none of her family members had seen her in 15 years since she originally left for that month-long period. There was one timeline where she never went back and another timeline where she went back. And she ended up living out the timeline where she went back, but at a certain point in time, she woke up in the other timeline and found her old timeline. It was just so wild, so wild. And then it was nice, you know, she developed a new relationship with her sons, which was so weird for her because she already knew her son's wives and family. Like, she already knew them all, right? Because she was living out that timeline. So crazy. Anyway, so then I have a follow-up session with her, and she tells me that past life helped her unblock this huge block of fear and apprehension. Because in that session, she gasped when I told her this lifetime, and she said, I've been so worried about actually opening up my abilities and working within the quantum realm because I've been worried that I'm going to accidentally fuck up the timelines and move into a timeline where I lose my family, right? Like that was a legit deep fear that she's had for quite some time. So since that session, which I think it was like a month in between both sessions, maybe a month or two, and then when I saw her next, she said she's been doing all this quantum work and it's been pretty incredible and powerful. And she's really unblocked that fear. So what she said she started doing, and I, you know, I want to give you this background because I can't take this story as my own, if that makes sense. Like I've got to give the respect, you know what I mean, to the person who kind of sparked this in me. So nowadays she's been doing this work on her father, who's I think in his 80s. And she's viewing a photo of her father at the age of 60. And she's bringing in the cellular data, I guess, of him at 60 into him at 85. So she's looping the quantum energy from a past self of his into his current self. And so many light bulbs went off for me. Oh my goodness, I've been doing this for such a long time. For such a long time. Now, the craziest thing is that in the same week, I had an amazing podcast and recording on Instagram with Shaman Durek. I don't know if you guys know him, but he's amazing. Definitely go check out his podcast. And he's really cool. Like everything he talks about, I talk about. Like we're really on the same page in that way. But he's been trained in very traditional shamanistic shamanism techniques, right? And I have never been formally trained really in anything. Like I am so naive in a lot of ways, I think. 
And so in this live video, him and I were talking about using alchemy and focusing on an object and imprinting or embedding or embodying the vibration of that object into your being. So he was kind of talking about this, how in shamanism they do this with the different elements, I guess, which is really cool. And I had a really great story in relation to that, which was, you know, I was doing yoga and I was doing some really tricky poses and I didn't have the greatest balance and my mind was spinning while I was trying to do this. And then I realized that I was looking at this bush, I was doing yoga outside, and I was looking at this bush that was moving in the wind and I was wobbling, I was moving like the bush was. So then I thought to myself, if I instead focus on a big rock, a big boulder that has a lot of weight and heavy and sturdiness and, and mass to it, maybe I could embody that. And this is like long before the conversation with the client, long before conversation with shaman. And all of a sudden, I was really sturdy. I was like a rock. And I could hold the pose for 10 times longer than I could ever hold the pose, right? And I used to do this all the time on my motorcycle back in Canada. Of course, it would rain all the time in Ontario. And if I was ever going over, which was rare, but if I was ever going over a bridge and it had the metal grate and it was raining and slippery and I was on my motorcycle, which is like all a bad combination I see now, I would actually envision the weight of my body on the bike being heavy and the whole bike itself being quite heavy. And all of a sudden I would feel that sturdiness within the bike. So I've been doing this kind of weird quantum looping for quite some time, but I never thought about bringing my younger self into my current self, right? I mean, that's so cool that she really just added that and she's doing that naturally. So just like we can bring in the different elements into our body and our being, we can really bring in different timelines into our body and our being. Like, just imagine if once a week you focus on one thing that you want to attain, right? So, say for example, it's a new house. And once a week, for four weeks, you spend an hour visualizing and focusing yourself in that house. It's everything that you've ever wanted. And you're there. You're in it. All the paperwork's done, you know, same thing with money in your bank account, right? This abundance. Imagine if once a week, even just once a day for five minutes, you focused your conscious intention and thought on being financially abundant. Wow, I never have to work another day in my life. That would be a lot of money. Like you, you just, I mean, it depends on how old you are, right? But yeah, so just maybe make it something a little bit more realistic. But like, wow, like, you know, all my debt is paid off. All my money concerns are done, right? I don't have any money concerns. Visualize yourself being in that place. Quantum loop yourself from the future moment where that is a timeline and bring that timeline, converge that timeline, loop that freaking timeline back to this present moment. Quantum looping, it's a thing, get into it, all the cool kids are doing it. <laughs> and I think that this is going to have an astounding impact on our life and who we are and how we're living and, and what this new 5D crystalline energetic model really looks like for us. So just the other day, 
I had this really cool experience happen to me. I was having a really bad day. I don't know if it was the collective energy. I don't know if it's the fact that I'm right about to go on this road trip with my dad and I'm packing and I'm releasing all these things and, you know, the pressure of that. I don't know if it was the fact that it was a hormonal and, you know, it's my moon time and energies are intense. I'm sure that it was a little bit of all of those things, but I was in this mood that I really very rarely get into. Like it's probably once every four or five months that I get into this day where everything is a struggle, everything is a trigger, you know, and uh, it's intense. It's an intense emotional energy. So to get away from that energy and emotion, not to get away from it, but to, to try and transmute it, I started working on my miniature model paints. It's, I know it sounds super nerdy, but I love putting together and painting these tiny little miniature kind of warrior models. Now, typically people who play Dungeons and Dragons and uh, the Warcraft games are really into this. I'm not into any of the games. I just love the characters and I love putting them together and painting them. It's kind of like Lego 2.0 for adults. It's pretty cool. So anyway, I was sitting there. I was putting this thing together, doing something that I love to do, but simultaneously feeling so much anger in me for zero reason at all. The, the day was great. Life is great. <laughs> but for zero reason, feeling so much built up stress and anger. And in that moment, like very specifically, I'm looking down. I've got the spray paint can beside me. I've got my little paintbrushes. I've got, you know, the tray of all the little pieces of the miniature right beside me. Like it was just a very clear scene. And in that moment, myself from three months ago steps in to that moment. And three months ago, I don't know where I was. I don't know if I was like meditating. I was either definitely meditating or I was right about to go to sleep, which is also a time where I spend meditating. But it was a very conscious, present moment that I was in three months ago. And I guess when I just opened up the space three months ago, I opened up the space to this point in time in the present moment where I was doing this miniature model. And I remember stepping in three months ago into this moment where I'm doing this, this miniature painting thinking, what am I doing right now? Because that wasn't a hobby that I had three months ago. And at the same time, my past self from three months ago said to my present moment self from right now, hey, are you okay? Like, you're really angry right now. What's going on? You know, and, and for me, three months ago, not knowing why I had so much rage, right, within me, and there wasn't a reason. But I remember, I remember three months ago, really being present in that moment, like very consciously knowing that I just skipped ahead into the future. I don't know. I didn't know it could be three months or three years in, in the future. I had no idea how far I skipped ahead. But I remember being able to hold that frequency of that vibration, right, of, of that timeline loop, looping the timelines. And then when I was in the present moment yesterday when this happened, I was once again holding that space and interacting with my past self. 
Hey, Elizabeth, you know what? I don't know why I'm in this mood. It's just been crazy. I think I'm a little bit stressed. You know, how are you doing, right? And, and, and remembering where I was at at that time three months ago. It's very interesting. But the breakthrough that I made, so I've done this many times before, probably not for as long as I was able to hold the space. It was because I was consciously aware three months ago of tapping into that moment and then simultaneously held the space by being consciously aware in the present moment and not freaking out. (laughs) When you visit your past or your future self, there's so much excitement. There's so much aha. There's so much of this burst of energy of realizing that this is freaking possible that typically we're unable to hold the frequency of that space, which is kind of like a chill neutral frequency of like, yeah, cool. This is possible. What's up? How are you? You know, anyway. And so the breakthrough that I had that I've never really thought of before, because I I was questioning that experience. I said, you know, if this is possible, why isn't this happening all the time? Like it happens often enough in my own life where I'm like looping back and forth and I'm aware of different timelines and projections and possibilities and realms and places and experiences, right? And there was many timelines where I never connected with my past self slash my future self, right? There was many timelines where that didn't follow through. It's kind of like a deja vu on steroids is really what I would call it. And so I asked, why did I experience that? And the answer came to me, and it literally gave me this beautiful aha moment. The answer that came was, I experienced that moment yesterday when I was feeling all of this pent-up energy and anger for zero reason, for zero physical reason, I should say. And it was really easy for me in different timelines to tap into that present moment because I had so much pent-up energy. Now, this is very similar to going into past lifetimes, and you'll know this if you've ever had a regression. When we go into past lifetimes and re-experience these lives, typically we always experience a very traumatic moment. And it's wild. I mean, without a doubt, every single time I tap into a client's past lives, I'm always tapping into basically how they died or their biggest trauma or their survival moment that they had to go through in that lifetime. It's usually very emotional. And the reason why I think, anyway, I think the reason why is because it heightens vibration, right? emotions, whether they be very positive or very negative, but on either end of that extreme spectrum, those heightened emotions will lead us into portals, gateways. They create vibrational frequency around you. For example, (laughs) I'm looking at my plants right now on my desk. If a plant in your house, say for example, you had 10 plants, okay, 10 house plants, and one of your plants started dying, what's gonna happen naturally, scientifically, I'm sure this has been proven, that when a living organism is in distress, the frequency that is emitted off of that organism is heightened in that distress state. We could even call it the distress 
state of vibration. And that's what I see in most people today, right? With the election, with 2020, it's been a lot of chaos frequency. Everyone's in distress. Everyone's emitting this heightened state of frequency, which also means that it's easy in this weird sense to be able to tap into this time in your life from other lifetimes. Like literally, just do a thought experiment with me. Think about a future lifetime. Let's just say it's a future life on this planet. I know, no one wants to come back. But just for an example, future lifetime on this planet. And in that future lifetime, you're getting a past life regression. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And then in that past life regression, you see yourself in this lifetime on planet Earth where we're still using gas engines for cars and we still... I don't know, are scared of 5G technology, and all of a sudden you see yourself wearing a mask. And you're like, this is weird. What kind of, you know, what kind of lifetime is this that I have to wear a mask? And it's easier for you in the future or even the past to tap into yourself in this moment because your vibration is heightened once again, whether it be negative or positive, it's heightened. Therefore, it's easier to tap into that. It's easier to have these Mandela effects and these deja vu moments, right? Because you're experiencing simultaneousness. Anyway, I really hope that this opens your mind, gets you thinking about the quantum world, gets you thinking about what's possible, gets you thinking about quantum looping, because ultimately we are freaking powerful and we do deserve to tap into that. We do deserve to gain knowledge and wisdom and access from our future selves into our current moment selves. And, and it's many times that I go to myself in the future, maybe five years in the future, 10 years in the future, And I get access and help from my 38-year-old self. You know, hey, Elizabeth, what's going on? How's your life? Oh, I've got a bunch of kids now. And I I don't know, right? But I do. I do ask my future self for advice because above and beyond your own spirit guides, they're kind of like the main ones we want to go to, right? Even our future interdimensional and alien aspects of ourself are the ones that we're going to want to go to because they know more than what we know right now about us. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this. Sending you lots of love. Keep up the high vibration. Hold the highest frequency for the planet. I believe in each and every one of you. Thank you for being here and listening to this podcast. I will be back around with another podcast next week. Make sure you check out my Instagram, Facebook, YouTube for tons of free content. I am also releasing a brand new Get Woke 30-Day Boot Camp. Definitely check that out. Brand new alien bracelet line that was fully channeled by yours truly. And then we also have tickets that are now available and open for um, an event that's happening for the December 21st portal. And that is called the Cosmic Gateway. So hopefully I will see you all there. And if not, keep trekking along and doing what you're doing. Bye for now.